When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Tim, Pickle Park, a new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, they. And good day, everybody. What is up? Welcome to episode 183 of the Talking Ferraris podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden. What a series the Padres just had. If you don't have a smile on your face right now, you're not a Padres fan. Holy, holy, holy cow. Padres just dropped 41 runs, I think it is, on the Cubs in these four games. Crony had 10 hits. Manny had seven hits. My goodness. They just won 6-4 to four to finish off a four-game sweep at Wrigley against the Cubs. Darvish was phenomenal on Monday. Joe Musco finished off the series. Pay that man. He finished it off going seven innings, give up two runs. So many guys contributed in this series. So many guys hit home runs in this series. I don't know if I can remember them all. I'm going to try right now just right off of right off of my brain, right, just right off the cuff. I mean, Manny, Alfaro, Voigt, Mazzara, Profar. Who else, am I f***ing anyone? I can't think of anyone else right off the top of my head, but it, it, just a tremendous, tremendous series. The Padres are in first place in the National League West. Man, it feels good. We got a lot to talk about. We'll talk about... Every game in this series, 
feel free in the comments live on YouTube here. Let me know your thoughts on anything Padres-wise that you're thinking after this amazing, amazing four-game stretch. This is the best baseball I think that the Padres have played the entire season. They are now, what, 64 games or something into the season? And they're playing really, really well right now. And guess what? Now they get to go into Colorado after just dropping 40-plus runs in a series. They get to go to Coors Field now. Tremendous, tremendous job by the Padres in this series. So before we get started, this episode of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show is brought to you by Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Feel free, go celebrate this series sweep with some cheesesteaks and garlic fries. You can visit gaglionbros.com to be their entire menu, the phone address, phone address, the phone number, the addresses, all that stuff. See, I can't even talk because of how great this series and how excited I am to talk about this series. A lot happened. We can start with Monday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we could talk a little bit about the Colorado series as well. The Padres social media team absolutely dunked on the Cubs a couple minutes ago. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, I'll actually share my screen for the YouTube audience. But they, you know how the Cubs have their uh, win flag? The Padres came in and tweeted an L flag on top of the Wrigley scoreboard. And I quote tweeted that with, a, with Shaq dunking and shoving an NBA player. Holy cow. The Cubs social media team got dragged during this series. Uh, they probably will fire whoever was their person on Twitter this series because they look terrible. Um, that, that was just a thought that just went into my head right now. But we could start with Monday. Uh, Monday's 4-1 to win. Yarvish was amazing even after that tornado delay. Uh, pre-game Monday, Mike Schilt uh, took over as the interim bench coach. Uh, under Ryan Flaherty, I did not really understand this move because Mike Schilt literally just made the playoffs last year. He's a former manager, a former manager of the year. And instead of having him just take over as the manager or have Matt Williams take over as the manager, they had Ryan Flaherty be the manager. Still doesn't make sense to me, but guess what? Ryan Flaherty has a winning record as the manager. He just won four games in a row sweeping the Cubs. And all all is good. So I'm not going to make a big deal about that. But that, that just felt a little weird to me. But getting to the game on Monday, uh, we can do a little timeline like I usually do. There was that tornado delay before the game. Uh, you know, you, everyone felt like they were going to get a, a really good night's sleep because the game would start at 5, and, and instead it didn't. It started at like 6.30 or something. So it was pretty much the regular Padres home game time. Uh, but it was in Chicago, and Darvish was absolutely tremendous. Um, this game, by the way, this was uh, the game where the Cubs, during the delay, tweeted to a Padres fan saying, quote, I expect your tears all over the timeline in a few hours, end quote. Uh, and so I screenshotted that and said, remember this, if the Padres win tonight, the Padres won. I uh, made sure I was the first Padre fan to comment on the Cubs uh, tweet. You know, they post the result. I was the first one to, first one to reply to that tweet uh, with the screenshot. The Cubs actually replied back to me. What'd they say? They said, ha ha, hilarious, you did it. 
um, referencing the Padres winning the series. Um, <laughs> uh, the Cubs social media team, they, they were trashed this series. It was funny for us, but they, 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 it was not their best moment. I'll put it that way. But going back to Monday's game, bottom one, Darvish got a line out to get out of the first and third jam. He retired 11 in a row at one point after giving up that Jan Gomes home run to left. In the bottom of the fifth, Yu Darvish struck out Moselle, who had a pretty good series, uh, to get over runners in scoring position jam after Hassan Kim and Austin Nola made a couple errors. I think they were back-to-back. Justin Steele started this game. This was the only game where the Cubs had a chance to win, I think, uh, because of how good their starting pitcher pitched. He went seven innings. It was a guy that had sucked, I think, previously. Well, that's not new uh, with all of their starters in this series, really. But he had sucked before, but he comes in, goes seven innings, gave up one run, walked none, five hits, three strikeouts, left five Padres on base. Uh, So they were in the game. But then the Cubs bullpen came into the game, and they were absolute garbage. This Cubs bullpen, this entire series. And it was really, really funny to watch. It was fun to clip highlights of and put it up on Twitter uh, because it was it felt like every time I'd clip a highlight, put it on Twitter, how far would it a home run or another big moment would happen. And they just continued, continued to pound the Cubs bullpen. And one, on Monday night, that's what the start of the pounding of the Cubs bullpen, uh, that's when it started. Uh, Rowan Wick, he went one-third of an inning, former Padre. Usually former Padres do really well. Uh, against the Padres when they face them. But Rowan Wick allowed three runs, three hits, walked one, struck out none in one-third of an inning. He recorded one out. Manny had an RBI single to right center. That was just the start of his amazing series. That ball hit 106 miles an hour. Eric Hosmer had an RBI double uh, to, I believe, the right center gap. That was his 12th double of the year, made it 4-1 Padres. That ended up being the final score. Padres moved to 38-24 and after the win. And, you know, Darch, he uh, was in the bottom of the eighth. He got through eight, uh, striking out Ian Happ, getting out of the first and third jam. Goes eight innings, gave up one run, five hits, didn't walk anyone. That helped his pitch count. Struck out seven on 107 pitches. Absolutely amazing. Joe Musgrove, I think he should be starting the National League All-Star game at Dodger Stadium. But you, Darvish, he's pretty dang good, too. I think he's an All-Star uh, I, I don't know if Mackenzie Gore will get there. I think that the Padres should have five All-Stars. Right, it would be five. Manny, Rogers, Musgrove, Darvish, Gore. Um, especially if Gore can pitch the way he has pitched, uh, maybe not including last start, but pitching the way he's pitched pretty much the entire year. If he can do that until July, whenever the, the uh, rosters are announced, or he might even, or maybe he's a replacement. If he can do that until that happens, I think he has a really, really strong chance of getting into that All Star game and the Padres having five All Stars. Because Manny, slam dunk All Star. Jake Cronenworth, by the way, he is definitely having a great June. He's probably the MVP of Major League Baseball in June. It kind of sucks that he got off to the slow start because he would definitely be an All Star, I think, right now if he would have played like this pretty much the entire year um, from April on, he's done it since the start of June, really. He's just been amazing, absolutely amazing. Got another hit today, I believe. He had 10 hits in this Cubs series. 
Um, but even without Cronenworth, Manny's a slam dunk. Rogers, I think, is a slam dunk. Musgrove's a slam dunk. Gore or Darvish, I think one of those two will get in. So the Padres have a lot of all-stars, and to see Manny Machado starting at third base in the all-star game at Dodger Stadium is going to be absolutely hilarious and absolutely awesome. Tupac13 says, hit that like button, subscribe, and share. Help ch the channel grow. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, we're at over 800 subscribers trying to get to 1,000. Um, once we get to 1,000, that's when the Super Chats can come in. I know a lot of people want to implement those Super Chats. I do the pregame show daily before every Padres game for free. Uh, you can follow the Talking Fires Twitter account, at Talking Fires. I'm on there a lot. Uh, for giveaways, I just gave away a lot of Gaglione Bros free sandwich cards. I might give away a Manny Machado bobblehead maybe today, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Um, I'll be going to the MLB Draft Combine tomorrow, so I'll have some content hopefully with that. Maybe try to talk to AJ Preller, get a question in there maybe if I see him. We'll see. Uh, but I really appreciate it if you subscribe to this YouTube channel and follow uh, on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, all that stuff. And all the podcast listeners. Um, I appreciate you as well for the YouTube audience. This show is also available, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I talked about the Cubs social media team. That's kind of the tweeting dummies part of this segment or part of this episode. I guess there's tweeting dummies in terms of yesterday's game where they were down 4-2. to two. Ryan Weathers didn't really have it. And fans were like, when this team is bad, they're really bad. This team sucks. And I tweeted out, the tweet aged tremendously, by the way. It aged within like two hours absolutely tremendously. I tweeted out, I was like, the team just came back from a 5 nothing deficit yesterday. Do you not? Do you all not remember that? Like, what are we doing here? And they ended up scoring 19 runs at, and winning that game 19-5, to you know? Um, so keep the faith, keep the faith for our faithful. That's pretty much all I can say about that. Crony, after Monday's game, hitting 361 with four doubles, three home runs, and 10 runs scored over his past 10 games. Hosmer, after uh, Monday's game, hitting just 125 with a 157 on base percentage over the past 13 games for him. Not good at all. His fielding sucked today. Uh, but I, I don't want to totally just, you know, focus on negatives here. The Padres just swept the Cubs. They have, what, 41 wins on the season. I don't want to get negative here. I uh, actually want to do the opposite of that. So let's not focus on Hosmer. Uh, yes, I clip highlights. When things happen during the game, I'm going to post it. Hosmer sucked today defensively. I'm going to post it. But in terms of the episode, I don't want to get negative. Uh, moving to Tuesday's game, pregame on Tuesday. This was the Tatis News Day. He got his latest scan. In Arizona, it did not go as well as the team or Tatis probably would have helped, uh, excuse me, would have hoped. Not saying that there were setbacks. I want to make that clear. There were no setbacks. I gave my reaction to this on the pregame show a couple days ago. There were no setbacks. Actually, there was only progress that was made. So the timeline's being pushed back. One week, probably a week-to-week -week basis, what Jay Preller said on Zoom to the media. Um... I am not mad about this. The team is the best team in the National League West right now without Fernando Tatis Jr. And the majority of the season with Jake Cronenworth slumping and Trent Grisham not really hitting and Will Myers being hurt and Luke Voigt finally just getting hot, right? And the bullpen being up and down. there, And Bob Melvin being out for weeks due to COVID and getting surgery and having Ryan Flaherty have to manage. 
there's been a lot of circumstances, negative circumstances, that the Padres have simply overcome. And so you just got to look at, at the glass half full view with this Tatis news. Don't need to talk about it too much because I did go talk about it on the pregame show a couple of days ago. It is available on the podcast uh, version and on this YouTube channel as well if you want my more full reaction. But yes, the news, Tatis, pregame Tuesday, not going to swing a bat probably for another week. And they're going to go from there, probably have another scan uh, maybe in a week, something like that. And we'll see where it goes from there. Dr. Sheridan, by the way, Dr. Donald Sheridan is his name, who did the scan. And he saw full range of motion after, and that was the three-month follow-up. Um, and yeah, the week-to-week, at this time, they were 38-24 and 24 without him. So I'm not worried. I want Fernando healthy for the rest of the season. if. He comes back early and he gets hurt. Well, guess what? Their World Series chances, they don't go out the window because they're still playing really, really well without him. But I'd be stupid if I was going to come here and say, hey, I think the team's better without Fernando. That would be foolish of me to say that. All right, moving to Tuesday's game, Padres won 12-5, improving to 39-24 and on the year. Wilson Contreras, uh, he crushed Shamanaya. Just got to give it to him. Gave up, uh, Manai gave up two home runs, Wilson Contreras. That made it 3-0 Cubs on those two Contreras home runs. Kyle Hendricks started this game for the Cubs. Guess what? Pitch. Oh, what a surprise. Shamanai, yeah, he hit a rough patch. Not worried about him. Uh, that's going to happen every once in a while. And right now, he's their fourth starter in the rotation. You got to remember that. It's not like he's supposed to be their ace. And if he goes five, six innings, gives three runs, to be honest, I'll be fine with that. The way the Padres' offense is hitting right now, you have to be fine with that. Um, but Hendricks came in. He's dominated the Padres in his career. Five innings, one run, four hits. Didn't walk anyone. Six strikeouts. Obviously not walking anyone. Definitely helped him uh, get through that outing. He pitched since like June 1st, so that's a little bit why the Cubs took him out early. Less than 80 pitches, and they took him out of the game. The Padres were surprised by that. And when he left the game, when they saw David Ross take him out of the game, they were probably like, let's go. They're probably smiling. They are probably excited. They were probably excited as heck to just face someone else and face that really, really trashy Cubs bullpen. At least uh, that's what the, the uh, bullpen was this series. Yeah, in this game, the Padres were down and they came back and won. They erased a 5 nothing deficit to score 12. I think it was 12 unanswered runs of the seventh bases loaded Voigt had a bases clearing double to the right center field gap that made it seven five Padres his fifth RBI of the night that was after he hit I believe a two RBI or excuse me no doves two RBIs a two home run to right center uh, he would actually homer as well he was off of an in a uh, position player Patrick Schwindel or I think or Frank Schwindel whatever the heck his name is doesn't matter it was like 46 miles or was it 46 miles an hour Something crazy like that, and Voight with his strength just smashed it to center field. Um, top of the eighth, Alfaro hit that home run, made it 11-5. to In this game, Jake Cronenworth. I am a huge Crony fan, um, and it's just growing. This guy is insane. He This is probably his best series that he's ever had in a Padre uniform. Ten hits during this series. My goodness. He had three hits. Uh, on Tuesday, three hits on Monday, three hits yesterday on Wednesday. 
Uh, he has a 1,039 OPS in June uh, entering Wednesday's game. Just tremendous out of him. And can we give, let's give some props real quick to Kyle Tyler. He was a reliever. He pitched Tuesday. He pitched Wednesday. Give an applause to Kyle Tyler. I mean, this guy, he's been DFA'd five times this season. I think he was DFA'd by the Angels. He was DFA'd by the Red Sox. He's been DFA'd, I think, twice by the Padres, most recently June 6th. And he continued to fight, continued to pitch. He gets his chance, and on Tuesday night, pitches tremendously, gets his first Major League win of his career. Two innings, didn't give up a run, walked no guys. Again, first win, DFA'd five times since mid-March. Talk about a story of perseverance, just not giving up, saying, I, I don't care if you're going to DFA me, and continuing to say, we don't believe in you right now. Continue to work hard, just bust your butt, and good things happen. That's Just take some inspiration from Kyle Tyler. Props to him. If he ever goes back down to the minor league level, I'm going to try to get him on. The Padres won't let me interview players because they don't consider me a major news organization, and I'm not. But if he goes back down to the minor leagues, hopefully we can make something happen because I just love his story. Absolutely love it. Blackwell in the comments here. Love seeing Andy Ashby the other day on here with you. Yes, by the way, if you did not see it, episode 182, I interviewed Padre legend Andy Ashby, uh, all-star in 98, 99, pitched in the World Series, was part of that team that beat the Braves in the 1998 National League Championship Series. We had a long conversation, a fun conversation about his playing days, some of his best moments with the Padres, but also talked about Joe Musgrove possible extension what he would give him, uh, what he's expecting Musgrove to get. Uh, so tune in to that interview. Uh, well, not tune in. It's recorded. It's on YouTube. It's on our podcast, Spotify, wherever. Uh, I definitely encourage you to uh, watch or listen to that interview, that conversation. That was really, really fun. Um, Blackwell also asked, can you get Tony Gwynn Jr. on? That's another one where the Padres are saying I'm not a major news organization, and so they're not really letting me do that. They're saying that they had a long-term policy that I uh, couldn't interview people with the Padres organization, but that's not really true because I've interviewed Jesse Agler twice on this show. So it's not really a long-standing policy, or they uh, just lied, but... I can't really get him on maybe a, a video and ask him a couple questions. Hopefully that'll change. Hopefully, hey, if you want Tony Jr. on, subscribe to this YouTube channel, follow on Twitter and all that, and hopefully I can get a big enough following that they'll maybe change their mind. Um, Anthony says, all your interviews are excellent. Lauren Shahadi, Kurt Pavakwa also. I appreciate that. Yep. I've also talked to Heath Bell this season. So all those interviews are up on this YouTube channel, on Apple Podcast, on Spotify. Lauren Shahadi, that was probably, oh man, I mean, the Andy Ashby one was really cool. Lauren Shahadi was, I've been trying to get her on for months. So that, that was a really, really cool interview. MLB Network only allowed me to talk to her for like 15 minutes. 
But that was a really, really cool moment uh, to be able to sit down and talk to her. Um, Anthony says, you will get there, Ben. Have the last laugh in this community. We will, will be along for the ride. I appreciate it. Let's get back to this series. Enough of that. Um, we talked about this game, right? We talked about Tuesday's game. Props to Tyler again. Hopefully I can get that guy on because that man, he deserves his props. And I'm going to continue giving him his flowers because, man, he deserves it after all he's been through this year and probably in his career, to be honest. Uh, just just really, really props to him. Uh, move Wednesday's game. Padres got their 40th win on the season. This was the game that Manny Machado got his 1,500th hit. Uh, I was watching it, but I was not clipping the highlights at the time because I was doing an interview with NBC Sports Radio Phoenix, uh, which I believe is online somewhere. Uh, but I was doing a live radio interview during the Padres game at the beginning of the game. I tried to have the interview be before the game so I could watch it uh, and be doing it, uh, you know, clipping highlights during the game. But that was the only time slot. So I did that. Then I got back to the game. And, man, fans on Twitter, some were complaining about how bad the team was. They were down 4-2. to two. And it's like, come on, guys. That's kind of like tweeting dummies. That's part of that. You know, the Cubs were dumb this series tweeting. Uh, they had a lot of tears at the end of this series. And then also those fans, a couple fans. And I know this is not all of the fan base, but even when a couple fans do it, it's like, are you stupid? Come on, be smarter than this. Have some faith. Have some freaking faith. Team overtook, overcome a 5 nothing deficit the night before. You're down 4-2. to two, And you know the Cubs' bullpen's absolutely trash. And you're saying this team's bad? When this team's bad, they're really bad. Oh, my goodness. Take a chill pill, you know? Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. I think Stephen Woods uh, coined that phrase, but enjoy the ride. And that's exactly what we did. That's what Padres fans did last night when the team scored 19 runs. They almost got 20. Tony Gwynn, uh, his, he died on this day eight years ago. And how great was that? The night before the date, they scored 19 runs in honor of him, his number, obviously. Maybe it's not in honor of him, but I'm going to assume it is. That was, it, just, it was one of those moments where it was like, looking back on it, it's kind of like, wow. Yeah. It was meant to be. 19 runs, it was meant to be. Yeah, Anthony, you're right. Tony Spirit, still strong. That's what it felt like. And watching last night's game, hopefully he's up there, you know, laughing his butt off. You know, that classic laugh. Hopefully he was laughing his butt off watching that Padres team absolutely pound the Cubs bullpen last night. Um, where should we start in this game? I mean, don't really want to talk about Ryan Weathers because, again, I said at the beginning or earlier in this episode, I was saying, hey, I want to keep this thing positive. So I don't want to talk about uh, Hosmer's errors too much. I don't want to talk about Ryan Weathers struggling. I, I, I will say this. I think he was a little bit too quick down the mound rushing and that's why you saw a lot of balls he just couldn't stay consistently inside the strike zone but the good news is we don't have to talk about ryan weathers a lot because they scored 19 runs and ryan weathers is probably what their ninth or tenth starter he's going to be in triple a and hopefully he can bounce back and do better but it's not like we have to count on him like we kind of had to last year 
because we had Paddock, Ryan Weathers uh, pitching in the rotation. We had Jake Arrieta uh, faking hamstring injuries in that rotation at the end of the year last year. You know, and there's it's just great that the circumstances are a lot different this year. A lot different. Uh, in the fourth inning, Jake Cronenworth, baby. Wow. Two RBI double to right center. That gave the Padres a 5-4 lead. His third straight three-hit game. I think he had another hit today. Top of the fifth, Hosmer and Alfaro scored on Nomar Mazar's bouncing RBI single to center field. High bouncer to center field. Uh, four pitchers for the Cubs. Or, no, no, excuse me. Sorry, I was jumping ahead of myself. Four pitches from Cubs reliever Daniel Norris in that fifth inning led to two Padres runs, made it 7-4 Padres. Kim tripled the right center past uh, the Cubs. That made it 8-4 Padres. Daniel Norris, 11 pitches in total last night out of the Cubs bullpen. Four hits in those 11 pitches, gave up three runs while he was on the mound. Manny got uh, his 1,500th hit first at bat. Want to mention that. Congratulations to Manny. Uh, single to left field. Uh, Manny got his got hit number 1,501 on a two-run home run to left. That ball was absolutely crushed. Made it 11-4 to four Padres. Uh, the Padres combined for 11 runs in that fifth inning and the seventh inning. Those two innings combined, 11 runs, five, in, five runs in one inning, six runs in another inning. Uh, Profar, I mean, I said this on my post-game reaction, which I post on this YouTube channel. I post in uh, the replies to the Padres' final score on Twitter. I post on Instagram, on TikTok. In the uh, post-game re reaction that I had last night, I said this tidbit, and it was crazy. I looked this up during the game. Profar, Crony, Mazzara, Kim, Grisham, Manny, Voigt, Hosmer, and Alfaro all drove in at least one run last night. One run? One run last night. Absolutely tremendous. I mean, again, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players. Profar, Crony, Mazzara, Kim, Grisham, Manny. Manny twice, by the way. Voigt, Osmer, Alfaro all drove in at least one run in Wednesday's 19-run just embarrassment of the Cubs. Let's go, as Ashley says. Yeah. Holy cow. That, that was just an amazing win. The offense last night, 21 hits. They were 11 for 17 with runners in scoring position. They came in, they came through 11 times with runners in scoring position. Sometimes they didn't do that. It felt like in two weeks during the season, earlier in the season. Tremendous. Cronoworth entering today's game, and I think he still has it. He had the most RBIs in June with 20. He had another one today. I think he has 21 runs batted in in June. Crony is on fire. He is absolutely amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know how much to expand on this 19-run win except to just read off those stats I just re read off of because this team was absolutely tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Like, everyone was contributing. Uh, Luke Voigt hit that home run to dead center. Absolutely smashed that ball to center field. Off of Frank Schwindel. I, did he go to USD? I think he was from, he's from San Diego or something. Smashed it to deep center field. Uh, and, and it was like 46 miles an hour. So that's not an easy thing to do. That just showed Luke Voigt's power. I don't know if the Padres 
in the clubhouse will be giving Luke Voigt that home run and saying, yeah, we'll count that as a home run, but it counts on his baseball reference page. It counts when his next free agent contract comes up. It counts when uh, his uh, arbitration next year, right? I think he has arbitration next year. So he'll take it. Uh, Ashley says, how about Mazzara? Yeah. Yeah. You just got here. So don't know if I talked about him already. Yeah. I believe I touched on him. He had that bouncing RBI single up the middle. Yeah, I mean, that was my reaction when Will was going to be out for another three, four weeks, I think, last week when that news came out, was that Nomar Mazzara was going to get a big chance. He's going to get double the time I thought he originally was going to get to be pretty much that starting right fielder. And so much for that, oh, we need to trade for this outfielder and trade Camposano for an outfielder conversation. I mean... We have no more Mazzara right now. Same thing with the catcher, to be honest. Sure, would I love Wilson Contreras, but we have Jorge Alfaro, who's playing really, really well right now. I think he's second on the team in OPS right now, behind Manny. He's playing really well. Austin Nola, he had an okay game today, but he's not really doing anything. He had an error today, I believe, uh, on a, a play... It was a relay throw. He dropped the ball where I think he would have tagged Contreras and got Contreras out, made an error there. Alfaro is the starting catcher if I was Bob Melvin or if I was Ryan Flaherty in this case. Uh, Nomar Mazar, play him every day. Yeah, play him every day. Um, the Padres are blessed to have him. And it was a good pickup by A.J. Preller to give him that minor league deal. And... Um, you know, see what they could get out of him. And it turns out they're getting a lot out of him so far this year. Um, so that was Wednesday. Padres got their 40th win of the year. 19 runs that they scored. They scored almost half their runs in this series on Wednesday night. 41 runs in total in these four games. And they scored 19 of those on Wednesday night. Just absolutely tremendous, tremendous stuff. And cherry on top, yeah, the Dodgers won last night, but Anderson didn't get the no-hitter. I went to sleep because I, I, was, I was like, you know, I don't want to see the Dodgers have this no-hitter here, so I'm just going to go to sleep. They scored 19 runs. The Padres did end it on a great note. Then I wake up and see that Shoei Otani had a triple off Tyler Anderson, <clears throat> who I think was cheating, by the way, uh, still using some of that spider tack. Anyway. Otani gets that triple off of him and doesn't get the no-hitter. And so I woke up to great news, went to sleep to great news. It was amazing. Moving to Thursday's game, uh, obviously eight years ago today, Tony Gwynn passed away. Truly missed pretty much every day. Um, Padres won this. They swept this series, hopefully, for him. They won 6-4 to four on Thursday today, improving to 41-24 and 24 on the season. Joe Musgrove. Pay the man. Freaking pay the man. Seven innings, two earned runs. He is starting off his season with 12 straight starts, going six-plus innings, giving up two runs or less. That ties the Major League record, I believe, to start a season in Major League Baseball history. This guy cannot get the freed. Pay this man. Extend this man. Please, 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 Peter Seidler. I even got the shirt. I got the shirt. Let me stand up here. Extend Grow Musve. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. It's a it's more of a Padres Twitter thing. Uh, but the shirt 
that I'm wearing is kind of in high demand. Two people have the shirt right now, me uh, and uh, the great Cassidy Coleman-Williams. But if there's interest, maybe I'll do a giveaway, a couple giveaways about the shirt. Um, we'll see. I'm talking to some people. Um, where was I? Joe Musgrove. Yes. Pay the man. Extend Joe Musgrove. Uh, seven innings, two runs. He retired 15 of his last 16 guys. 12 straight, like I mentioned, six in, two earned runs or less performances to start this season. Ties the Major League Baseball record. Despite having uh, allowing two earned runs today, he, uh, ZRA is still under 1-6. It's at 1.59. Evan AC said today that this is the lowest ever ERA by a Padres starting pitcher through their first 12 starts of a season in franchise history. This guy deserves all the money that he gets in an extension, hopefully, or in free agency, and he deserves to start the National League All-Star game in front of the worst fans in baseball at Dodger Stadium. He deserves it. He just does, and Manny deserves to be at third base, and Taylor Rogers probably deserves to be closing out the game. You know? Musgrove, he has just been tremendous. Started off slow today for him, Um and I tweeted out the home run that he gave up. It's like, relax, guys. It's the first inning. Relax. Take a chill pill. Relax. And guess what? Padres came back. I believe they came back in every single game of this series. Every game. The comeback kids. That they are. Um, just a little bit of timeline here. Top of the fourth, Manny had his 1,504th hit of his career. That scored pro far. That made it four to two. I know I jumped ahead. I jumped ahead of Crony, by the way. I got to mention him. Top of the second, he had an RBI double down the right field line, made it three to one Padres. That was 21st RBI of June and his 10th hit of the series. That is correct. His 10th hit in a, well, what would it be? Nine times three, 27 plus two. That would be in his 10th hit in a 29 inning span. I think that's what I'm I'm doing the math correctly there. Um, just tremendous what we saw out of Jake Cronenworth in this four-game set. He was so freaking good. So freaking good. Man. Um, I mean, we talked about Musgrove. Mazzara had a home run. That was huge to see out of him earlier in the game. Morahone was reinstated. I see Gil with that comment. Yep, he was reinstated. Uh, he did not pitch in the game, but yes, he was reinstated. Taylor Rogers got the save. Jerks and Profar, I want to mention him. He hit an absolute laser home run to right field. Don on the broadcast thought it was off the wall because of how hard he hit the ball. Uh, but he goes yard there. So many home runs in this series. Again, I tried just off the top of my head listing off guys watching this series who I think homered. And right now, I think it's Manny, Alfaro, Voigt, Profar, Mazzara. Those are five guys that I can name. Uh, if there was someone else, let me know in the chat. Those are the five guys I can name off, off the top of my head. But everyone came through today. Or not today, but in this series. A lot of guys came through today. So I, I guess that statement does kind of hold true. I mean, Manny, Profar, Mazzara, Crony, a lot of guys came through. Uh, in the top of the eighth, yeah, there's one negative. Saul in the comments says, does Haas get benched? I, I don't really think that he's going to get benched because he's Eric Hosmer uh, and all that money, all that stuff. Boyd is really comfortable with the DH spot right now. 
Um, but Haas in the eighth inning, he made that error, terrible error. Earlier in the game, there was a throw coming in from right field, and he just dropped the ball. And then in the eighth, ground ball to first, he literally got on a knee. He got on a knee, tried to field it, bobbled it, or it got away from him, and there's an error, Contreras reach, very next at bat, a run scores. It's that little stuff like that, like when you're playing the Dodgers that you probably lose, you might lose that game, right? But you're playing the trash Cubs, and the Padres won 6-4. Um, but yeah, in this series, I mean, 41 runs, like I said. Cronenworth had 10 hits, 4 RBI. Manny, 7 hits, 6 RBI. So Cronenworth and Manny, they're two... Best offensive players, I think, right now. Uh, Faro's up there, too. But Crony and Manning right now, in this four-game series, they combined for 17 hits and 10 runs driven in. They were absolutely, absolutely freaking tremendous. This lineup was tremendous. Ryan Flaherty won all four of these games. He has a winning record, easily a winning record. And extend Joe Musgrove. That, that just going to continue going back to that. Extend Joe Musgrove. And the Padres, 41-24 and 24 right now. They are in first place in the National League West. Let me know your thoughts. What are you thinking right now? Let me know in the comments. Um, and that's what we're going to spend the rest of this episode on. Uh, we can talk about the Colorado series. I mean, Friday, Mackenzie Gore's on the mound against Kyle Freeland. That's at 540. On Saturday, Nick Martinez is on the mound against Herman Marquez that's at 610. And then on Sunday, it is bump day. Blake's now on the mound against Antonio Senzatella. That is at 12-10. This is a series that the Padres could very well sweep. They could win seven in a row on this road trip, go undefeated on this road trip before coming back home. Because you score 70, or 70, <laughs> felt like seven. You score 41 runs combined at Wrigley Field in a four-game stretch. Now you're going to Coors Field. You're going to score... A lot more runs, uh, continue to score a lot more runs if this offense can keep it up the way that they played at Reed. Because Coors Field, obviously, the Padres' offense is going to get them help. If they put the ball in play, Coors Field will help them. And the Rockies, they don't have as bad. I mean, the Cubs' bullpen is absolutely atrocious. I don't think the Rockies' bullpen is that bad, as bad as the Cubs' bullpen. I don't think you're going to see Charlie Blackman have to come in and pitch. Obviously, you hope that you do, and and the Padres would be on their side. Um, or, excuse me, the score would be on the Padres' side of things. But it doesn't mean that the Padres can't score a lot of runs against Colorado, even with Colorado's probably improved pitching uh, compared to the Cubs. I mean, that's not a high bar to set, by the way. Uh, but this is definitely a series they need to win. They should win. Series like this. Good teams do this. Good teams like these this year, they smash the Cubs. The Padres this series, they smash the Cubs. 41 and 24. They are off to their best 65 game start in franchise history. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to look through the comments here, see where we want to go from this. Let me know your thoughts. I'll keep going through the comments here. Any questions you have? Quan asks here, what happened to Seiya Suzuki? He's on the IL. I don't really know what injury, um, but hopefully he watched this entire series and said, dang, I wish I was a Padre. 
Um, he's on the 10-day IL. That's what I'm seeing from MLB trade rumors. Left ring fring, fringer. What am I saying? Left ring finger sprain, according to David Ross. That's what I'm seeing right there. Phil, is this Friar Phil? I think it is. He says there's some dummy fans out there. Dummy fans out there. There are. There are. Gil says, regarding Estery Ruiz, think they'll call him up in September. Team is playing well and aren't in a real need for his bat right now. Let him keep raking in El Paso. I think September is definitely an option. Yeah, definitely think it's an option. Uh, I think it's definitely something that it's in the Padres' control. I mean, Estery Ruiz, he's playing really, really well right now. I think he can help the team right now. Um, but there's no need to bring him up with how great the offense is doing record i i still think they'd bring cj abrams up before ruiz um because he's he's been in the majors already he's had more at bats in triple a he was in play before ruiz came up to triple a earlier this year that's my career but yeah september i think is definitely in play for estery ruiz i think that's how you say his name estery Sal says, do you think Voigt should play first in DH Hosmer, or do you think Haas will figure it out? I, I think Haas will figure it out. Haas is in April, and he pretty sucks the rest of the year. That's pretty much what it is. April, maybe, or first, and then he craps the bed most of the summer. Um, he, there's a lot of national people that think he's first. He's not. He steps into the base pass when he shouldn't, uh, when he maybe should do that as a smart play. He has to pick it. He can't lunge far. Uh, I mean, today had that knee on the ground to improve his chances of fielding the ground ball and blocking it. He blocked it all right. Didn't go in his glove. I don't I don't think he's going to figure it out. I think Voight, they will, they'll play him a couple times a week at first, but I think they want to keep him healthy because they want to keep that bat, the way that his bat is right now, how hot it is, they want to keep that in the lineup. So they're going to do whatever they can to keep that bat in the lineup. And I think that the best spot for him right now is to DH. Um, Let's see. These might be some old comments. I'm trying to get through them here. Will Club be available this weekend? I don't think so. He wouldn't come out of the bullpen. Maybe he gets maybe he uh, tests negative twice and then joins the team in Colorado, but he's not starting this weekend. If that's what your question is, Jose about the Colorado series says he needs redemption from Mackenzie Gore. I think he just needs to pitch better than he did his last start. I don't think he needs to go like seven innings. Didn't he do that against, like, Pittsburgh or something this year? I don't think he needs to do that. But just don't give up, what was it, like six runs last time out? Just do, don't do that. You know, three runs, six innings, I'll be fine with that. Uh, just get back to kind of the form that he was in. Because Colorado, they're going to score runs, hopefully. Keep the sticks hot in Colorado, as Dan says. Yeah, keep them hot. Yeah, Josh. Good point. All this with Bo Mel and Ryan Christensen out with COVID. Boys holding it down and Bebo all year. Now the short stint 
without our head coach, well, manager, that's what it's called, not a head coach, and the bench coach. Yeah, no Tatis. Obviously, he's their best player. I mean, Manny is absolutely tremendous. I think Tatis, when they're both healthy and they're both playing really well, I think Tatis is the better player. Um, that's nothing against Manny, by the way. Nothing at all against Manny. They're neck and neck. Uh, but without Tatis, without Bob Melvin, uh, without Ryan Christensen, yeah. I, I don't want to make too... I mean, kind of conflicted about the impact that Bomo and Christensen would have had if they were managing this series. The Padres' offense and the starting pitching for the most part they just pitched so well, they hit so well, that there wasn't really any big managing decision to be made. And that's a good thing, obviously. That's a very, very good thing. Um, so I don't think uh, it's good that they weren't there this, ser this series. And what I mean by that is, like, they didn't need them. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, like, oh, we need Bowmel out of here. Obviously not. He's great. But... Um, they didn't need him or Ryan Christensen this series. And I think that's a good thing. Obviously a good thing because they scored 41 freaking runs and now they're 41 and 24. Anthony says, Haas is just an aging vet whose skill set is deteriorating each day but has the veteran championship leadership. Yeah, the veteran championship leadership, that that's out the window. That doesn't look. When you're stepping into the box, Jake Cronler was stepping into the box or Trent Grisham's in the box and they're facing the pitcher, they're not saying, oh, Hosmer's championship leadership. You know, they're not thinking about that. They're trying to hit the ball. You know, they've been doing that their whole life. If it's the World Series, they're going to have the same hitting approach uh, in October as they do right now. You know, they're just trying to hit the ball and hit a line drive and, or maybe hit it over the fence. That's what they're trying to do. So, yeah, in the clubhouse, when the game's not being played, sure, the veteran leadership, sure. Uh, championship leadership, okay, whatever. Um, look, Voigt played for the Yankees, high pressure, you know. Um, Manny Machado, he seems like one of the best teammates in baseball. He is definitely the leader of this team. He's the captain of this team. Joe Musgrove, has he won a World Series? Oh, actually, yeah, he has. I was about to know. He didn't have a big role in it because he was with the Astros at the time. I don't even know if he played in the World Series game then because he was in the bullpen. Uh, like, not even, like, a high-leverage guy in the bullpen. Like, he was, like, a nobody, really. Um, he hasn't won a World Series, but he ha I guess he hasn't really won. He hasn't won a World Series as, like, a big factor in it. But guess what? He's a leader. You see that championship mindset in him. So, yeah. That during championship leadership thing, it's overblown. Really overblown. Yeah, I agree with you, Ashley. We need to win the series at a minimum. Phil says he's really proud of this team. They're all working together. I agree. Lake, yes, the Rockies have a very hitter-friendly field. That's that's putting it nicely. Yes, very hitter-friendly. I think they were, they had a graphic up on Sports San Diego today during the game about the most runs the Padres scored in a four-game series, and three out of the four or four out of the five, whatever, of the top uh, run-scoring series that they've ever had in franchise history in four games, three or four of those were at Coors Field, and the other one was this series at Wrigley. 
So yeah, Coors Field is very hitter friendly. John says, how long till Tatis and Pomerantz will play after the injured list? How long will they come back, I think is what he's asking. Uh, Tatis, I would say probably after the All-Star break is my gut reaction right now because uh, they're not he's going to be able to swing probably for another week at least. Um, but Tatis, there's no firm return for Tatis when he's going to swing next. When he swings, if he feels good, that this, I think, would take like three weeks, three plus weeks. So then we can make a much more educated decision on when his return is. Uh, Pomerantz, I think he's throwing. I think Pierce Johnson is also throwing as well. There's no return on him either. He hasn't started a rehab assignment or anything like that. And like Michelle Baez and Jose Castillo, they've been on a rehab assignment, it feels like, for months. So even when he rehabs, it's not going to be, it's probably not going to be this short rehab process like it probably, or the Padres hope it will be for Fernando in terms of him playing in rehab games. Um, but yeah, the Fernando return, Pomerantz return, we don't know. Tatis, it's probably sometime in July is what I would think. Late June was optimistic, and they're being very, very cautious, like they should be. Because they have 41 runs right now. There's no need to rush them back at all. You know? To be honest, even if they weren't, what, 17 games over 500 or whatever they are right now, um, let's say they were 13 or 12, still don't rush them back. You want Fernando to be healthy when he comes back for the rest of the year. Now, I'm not saying that when he comes back, a shoulder subluxation can't happen. But in terms of the wrist, there are so many things with the wrist involved in baseball. Throwing, catching. I forget what wrist it's on. Maybe his left. Um, I think it was his left because, remember, he couldn't catch throws for a while. He's finally actually playing real catch instead of just having a trainer catch the ball, then grab the ball from the trainer and throw it. Um, he's actually catching it and then throwing it. Um, but, yeah, not a return timeline. And with that left wrist, Check swings, that's a big thing, right? Is he going to be comfortable doing that? Um, just They're being very, very cautious. Swinging, obviously. Uh, the finish, the follow-through, obviously, right? The one-hand follow-through that he has sometimes, right? The diving for balls, you know, at shortstop. Things that go into it. So they're going to be very cautious, as they very, very, very well should be. Any more questions, any more comments here? Again, this is episode 183 of the Talking Frogs podcast and YouTube show brought to you by Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries located inside Petco Park all season long in Mission Gorge in Point Loma. You can visit gaglionebros.com to view their entire menu, their, their addresses, the phone numbers, all that stuff. Um, Padres just swept the Cubs at Wrigley, scoring 41 runs. You Darvish was tremendous on Monday. The offense was tremendous pretty much the whole series. Joe Musgrove was tremendous after probably the first inning, couple innings or so. Retired 15 of his last 16 guys that he faced today. Seven innings, two earned runs out of him. 12 straight starts to start the season, giving up two or less runs and going six-plus innings in every start. Pay the man, pay the man, pay the man. Extend Musgrove. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, 
We previewed the Colorado series. It's a series that they need to win. They should win. A series that you obviously hope that they can sweep. I think that's going to do it. Okay, Anthony has another question. By Sunday night, the Padres score combined 21 runs versus the Rockies. I'll take yes. Um, oh, man, that's a lot. I'm confident in the offense. Don't get me wrong. I'll say under, I don't think they're going to average seven runs a game. Like, that's still a lot, I think. And the Rockies' bullpen is better than the Cubs' bullpen. The Rockies' pitchers that are lined up are better than the Cubs' pitchers. Uh, and this is only three games. It's not four games, you know. I'll take the under. Yeah, I'll take the under. Ashley says five runs a game average. I'd say more in that range. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Bart is okay, Anthony says. Yeah, he's okay. I'm talking about the whole bullpen. Like, the Cubs' bullpen was absolute garbage series. Absolute garbage. I mean, who was that guy that I was talking about a couple games ago? Um, trying Daniel Norris, that guy. That guy sucks. 11 pitches, 3 runs, 4 hits on Wednesday night while he was on the mound. That was just one of their relievers. Just... Complete garbage. I mean, David Ross probably walked a 5K in this series from the mound and back, from the amount of pitching the uh, pitching changes that he had to make. Holy cow. Anthony says, Andy Green's fingerprints are all over the Cubs. <laughs> uh, man. Hopefully Andy Green's enjoying this trash season from the Cubs. I'm glad that we have Bob Melvin and Matt Williams and Mike Schilt and Ryan Flaherty and uh, who else? Uh, David Moss. David Masias, is that his name? The first base coach. Uh, I'm glad we have. I mean, I liked Wayne Kirby, but wasn't a huge fan of that coaching staff that Andy Green had. Yeah. I, I like Skip Schumacher too. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Skip Schumacher, if you're listening, doubt it, but I like you. Andy Green, not a fan of. Not a fan of. And then obviously Jace Tingler. Holy cow. We battled. We battled. It's coming along. We battled. Shut up. My goodness. Um, the day that Tingler was hired, people, my friends in high school, they knew how pissed off I was when that happened. You had Ron Washington sitting there on the doorstep, and you were like, nah, we're good. We'll take uh, Jace Tingler. We'll take the guy that's never managed a big league game before, the guy that, uh, fans are gonna have to Google or take that guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ashley, they grind it out at bats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Phil can't stand Andy Green. I, I don't think really any of us could, to be honest. Yeah. All right. I know that was a negative note, but positive note here. I appreciate everyone. You guys are great in the comments here. This has been episode 183 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show brought to you by Gaglion Bros. Cheesesteaks and garlic fries. I am Ben Fadden, your host. Padres take four out of four in Chicago, score 41 runs. 41 runs, excuse me. Crony, he's amazing. Manny, he's amazing. Joe Musgrove, he's amazing. A lot of guys were amazing this series. All right, see everybody. Enjoy, enjoy your, what is it, Thursday. Enjoy your Thursday night. Go Padres. See ya.